0: And welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen Sports Podcast. Sports editor, Austin Huff, joined this week by our veteran correspondent, Steve Kraw. He covers wrestling better than anyone in this area, and we figured this would be a great time to bring him on, given we're in the heart of the Wrestling State Tournament. Steve, how are we doing?
1: Doing good. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Yeah. So, we're going to start with wrestling. Steve obviously covers basketball and other sports for us, so... He's uh, he's not blind to those sports as well, but wrestling is his uh, his jam, and baseball, but wrestling, we're not playing baseball yet. Although Goshen College starts baseball on Saturday. I don't know if you saw that.
1: Yeah, they do, and um, there'll actually be baseball in the area in a couple of weeks um, at Northridge if the, there's that snow on the field, but they... That's a, that's another story.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm because of
1: that turf field they can they can play some college games and they and they will.
0: And I they will. Uh, I tweeted this out when Goshen College posted their schedule that I'm just not mentally prepared for baseball on February 4th. I'm just not ready. Nope, can't do it. Um, anyway, let's talk about high school sports. We had a big weekend of action. Um, we'll start with the wrestling. Um, They are the first sport to reach the state tournament series of the season. Sectional was this past weekend. All across the state, the three that we focus on, Elkhart, Plymouth, West Noble, hosting sectionals. Um, Steve, you covered the Elkhart sectional for us. The host Lions defended their sectional championship two years in a row. Um, What maybe impressed you the most by what Elkhart did on Saturday?
1: Well, depth is one thing. They had a 40-point lead going into the finals, which you know sealed the the title right there. It was just a matter of how many points they were going to end up with. And they won titles, uh, several of them. Brennan Wickar at 138, Cohen Lundy at 145, Ethan Friedline at 170, Nash Schubert at 195, and Braden Jellison at 285. And then they had a number of uh, seconds, a few thirds, and a fourth. So they had almost everybody in their lineup. Um, score points, there's 14 weight classes and 12 of them qualified for the Goshen Regional, which is Saturday.
0: Yeah, most of any school that we cover. Um, Wallace was second at 11, but Elkhart had the most at 12. So it's impressive, impressive performance.
1: That's right. So. Um, Goshen... Uh, will have 10 in its own in its own gym, including Cole Hinkle at 113, Camden Weiss at 126, and Leish Detweiler at 182. Those are the champions, and then there's seven other, other wrestlers from the Red Hawks. Yeah,
0: it's been kind of fun to see um, Leish Detweiler and Caden Lone from Northwood. They've now wrestled each other three times, once in the regular season, once at the NLC championship, then the sectional championship. Leish is up 2-1, to one. so he's 34-1 and one overall in the season, you know. Um, and Lone, you know, he went to state at 182 last year, so or 170. He went 70? Yeah, he went to state at 170, I think, last year. Um, point being is he's a state-caliber wrestler. Leish is also very good. It's going to be very interesting to see how those two, you know, inevitably they're going to probably face off again this weekend, maybe again at semi-state. Uh, you know, could they both go to state and both maybe make a run? Like, that's going to be interesting to see, like you have a better pulse on the area overall in terms of like the 182, like where do Leish and Lone stack up maybe overall, I guess when, when you kind of look at 182.
1: I think they have a very good chance. They're going to cross each other's paths again, of course, Saturday and they might very well see each other at the semi state which is at the Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne. Um, Kurt, um
0: this is great audio. Caden Lone, yeah. <laughs> this is great audio. That's Thank you. It's time
1: to go brain dead. Uh Caden Lone is, you know, he he did finish seventh at 160 last season. 60, sorry, yeah. He was first in the regional, uh at the Goshen Regional. He's 35 and 4 this year, so yes, he is a very much a state caliber uh wrestler. So those guys are gonna see each other's um, you have to finish in the top four all the way through to get to, to move on. So four at the sectional, four at the regional, and top four. At, but it gets harder right. as you go along because the, the quality goes up. So
0: And, and you got to win at least two matches at semi-state. Right. Right. They always
1: call it the ticket round because you're punching your ticket to state finals. So they right. always refer that. to... I guess it's the ticket round. You know all. You know even at their sectional level, if right. you look at it that way.
0: Right. Well, I mean. Cole Hinkle on Saturday. He didn't have to wrestle until the championship match, right? Like, if I was reading the bracket correctly, he had a bye. And then That's I right. I didn't, I didn't count the
1: number of forfeits, and yeah. but there was a lot of holes in some of those weight classes.
0: I looked at the 113 bracket. Like program. that,
1: there was like three wrestlers. Yeah. That's very unusual. It's
0: weird, yeah. Obviously, when you get to regional, you're going to probably see a bracket with, you know, 16 or 8. Um, you know, total is it eight? Yeah, because two two regionals feed in, or two sectionals feed into each right, regional. Right. Yeah. So in it's, the case it's of the a ca- of eight, or yeah, seven. in case of
1: Goshen, the Elkhart no, in the uh, West Noble sectionals, right, are represented there.
0: Right. So nine of our None of our ten schools go to the same regional. The only one that doesn't is Wallace They go to the Penn regional. I'm yeah. sure they're they're thrilled about that, having to go wrestle against Penn and Mishawaka again. So. Um, and then they go to East Chicago for the semi-state. Which right, I, that
1: geography is kind of s- crazy there, but something has to happen with them. Yeah. But they, they definitely earned their way by going that direction.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to state, going through the, the region schools eventually and Penn and Mishawaka, like you've definitely earned it. I know um, pivoting kind of to Wawasee, like Caleb Salazar at 106, he's kind of been their best wrestler all year. He won regional last year at 106. Um, fell short in semi-state, but it seems like you don't really see a lot of repeat 106s, especially especially like a male repeat 106. It feels like he could use that experience and get him to state, but obviously you never know. It's just a, you never know with wrestling sometimes.
1: Right, you don't see the repeats too often because it's hard sometimes for guys to stay right <laughs> that small. They just grow, you know, naturally with uh, maturing and. And so you, you can see a lot of freshmen and sophomores make it a decent run just because they're small. And, and if you're a, an older 106-pounder uh, like, like Caleb Salazar is, then that, that, that helps. Uh, Cameron Center's at 113, Colton Sutton at 126, Luke, Logan Stuckman, uh, who was a semi-state qualifier last year, Hunter Miller... Who is also a semi state qualifier, and he's got 30 wins this year. Those guys all won titles for the Warriors at the uh, Plymouth sectional last week.
0: Yeah. So they they won their fifth title in six years, which is obviously pretty good. Uh, 25th overall in program history, but it definitely steps up in competition for them these, this week with when you got Penn, you got Mishawaka. And others that are feeding into that regional makes it really Sure, tough.
1: The, sure the, the tournament has, has evolved and changed around and morphed uh, over the years, but Wawa C has won six regional titles, but the last one was 98. Mm-hmm. But they've been in various places over the years. Yeah. And For the last several, it's been yeah. Penn and Mishawaka have been in, in their path, right. and Southend Riley and, given South that, and right. teams like that.
0: Given that Mishawaka uh, or Penn beat Mishawaka at the sectional this past week, And Mishawaka beat Wawasee, you know, not only in the regular season NLC, but also beat him at the NLC tournament. Like, it feels like Wawasee's best – the ceiling is third place for Wawasee as a team. They can still get, you know, half their guys at least through, but in the team standings, it's going to be really hard to really challenge Penn and Mishawaka, it feels like.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, you're you're exactly right. And Penn and Mishawaka had a knockdown dragout at the at the sectional, they literally mm-hmm. did. I mean, there yeah. was a there was a riot to, at 170 <laughs> pounds that the fans <clears throat> got involved in. On, that's an unfortunate thing. Mm-hmm. Here they are again, but they both scored over 300 points. So the, you know they were they were pretty dominant compared to the rest of the field.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, and also want to shoot shout out uh, Travis Henke, Henke, Henke. Um, Northridge thirty four and zero as a sophomore. 220 he's the only pounds. unbeaten
1: in the regional field.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't. You know. You don't see that often when you get a guy. At least. A, you know. It feels like he's because Northridge as a team hasn't been what they've been in recent year or where they were. You know, my first couple years I got here. Northridge was a really good team. They won sectional and regional like three years in a row. Um, so their depth their overall depth hasn't been what it's been. But he's kind of flown under the radar in that sense because. You know their their overall team record doesn't stand out, but he's thirty four and zero. Like it's an impressive showing. Sure, and and
1: and he was a semi state qualifier last year. Right, he finished third at the regional, and you set yourself up for the regional or even the state by by winning at the different levels because your your draw is going to be more favorable if you have to. If you finish like third or fourth, and you have to go against either a champion or a runner-up from the other, right, another uh, site, then that's not quite as <laughs> easy yeah. to get through. He not de- impossible, but right, it can he, happen. But he definitely needs to easy.
0: win. Definitely needs to win this weekend to give himself a good chance at semi-state. Cause that's uh, that's right. Yeah, he's he's good. The other thing that's hurt him is that they haven't Northridge. Didn't really wrestle in any like like they weren't at Al Smith, you know? They weren't at one of these bigger invites that kind of gives you that recognition if you do well at it, so that probably hurt his cause a little bit, and helps him fly under the radar a little bit, even though he's 34-0. It's hard to think of an undefeated kid, you know, because, then you know, at least in my mind, like Leish Detweiler, Caden Lone, Caleb Salazar, like Braden Jellison from Elkhart, like those are the guys that have stood out in my head, and um, Calamani from Jimtown, um, Friedline from Elkhart, like those are the wrestlers that have kind of been standing out um, throughout the year for me. So, like, Henke is kind of like just kind of flying under the radar a little bit, like, even though he's
1: 34-0. Right. And, and uh, you know, one of the uh, matches that really got my attention on Saturday at Elkhart was Nash Schubert, um at 195. He beat uh, Armand Kotukian of Concord, and that was... Uh, and Armand Kotukian is very yeah. strong. So, what, I what mean, Schubert had to... That's at 195, and he was, uh, you know, had to give it his all to uh, pull out that match. Uh, Schubert has missed some of uh, the season because he's 17-4. and four. He doesn't have quite as many matches as some of these guys. But he was a runner-up at the regional a year ago at one, at 220 and went to semi-state. So he has that going for him.
0: Yeah. Oh, Koltukian is interesting, too, because, you know, last year he kind of went on a, I don't want to call it a Cinderella run, but... I don't know how expected it was that he was going to win. He maybe he was a favorite for sectional, favorite for regional. Semi-state felt like a surprise, just, you know, given – I just felt like, okay, he's going to run out of this at some point. So the fact that he lost – he didn't win the NLC, I believe, at 195, lost to the Mishawaka kid, right? And then now he didn't win sectional. So um, he's, he still has a good chance to, like, maybe get through to state, but he's definitely, like, feels like he's – I don't want to say he's regressed. That doesn't sound like the right word, but he's not winning as much, I guess, as he did sure. last year.
1: Um, you know, um, Braden Jellison, who's the, the, the heavyweight at Elkhart, mm-hmm. and he's 6'5 and 285, and he's going to play football at Illinois State. Big kid. Big kid. And uh, he finished fourth at the semi-state, but he was able to finish sixth at state. So he got there, and, and I guess that was – on paper it was an upset to win Friday night and he right and he got himself in on the podium so right and that can't happen.
0: Right. And some you know some sectional regional semi state paths are harder than others. So yes, someone might win a semi state, you know, in like the southern half of the state, but maybe it wasn't as hard to do it. And so, you know, Jellison who got fourth, he actually wrestled tougher competition. Right. Right? It, like something it, like, like that. too like know things like that to get them gets you more prepared to face a champion from the south that maybe isn't as good potentially as
1: sure any given year this weight class might be stacked and that one's not quite as good and right that's kind of the luck of the draw right there
0: and i always say because i sound like a broken drum but like wrestling is the one sport really where you can get caught and three seconds later it's over you know where it's you know, you, you could be...
1: Yes, I won't mention the, the, the particular wrestler. I use this example, but um, several years ago, it was a local wrestler. He was at the state finals, and he won on Friday night, so he got to the quarterfinals on Saturday morning, and he he got himself caught out on, you know, his hands out over too far forward. He got rolled up into a ball and got it pinned. Mm-hmm. And the Russell backs—they don't have full Russell backs of state potential. Right. He finished seventh. He was forty-nine and one, or forty-eight and one, I think it was. So, yeah. (laughs) That. So he wasn't supposed to be. That kid was not supposed to beat him. He went on, lost his next match. So that's the best he could do under the system. So you're right. uh, You can get yourself caught in three seconds, and you're done. I I think that happened
0: to a was a kid from Angola last year who was like a heavyweight who was really good and he got pinned at semi-state like first round and that was it. It was crazy. I forgot who he was but it's a similar situation like what you just said where it was like...
1: Right, your day can be... Uh, when you have to win two ga- matches and you're done, your your day can be over very quickly.
0: Yeah, so <clears throat> like we said, excuse me, sorry, just, I'm battling a little... Um, not not sick sick but like I got... I'm feeling a little phlegmy. that makes sense? In my throat. So if you hear me clear my throat, I apologize. Um, but... So, yeah, we said, regionals this Saturday. uh, All of our teams are at Goshen, except Wawasee, who goes to Penn. So, we have 61 total wrestlers from our coverage area at Goshen. 11 from Wawasee going to Penn. 72 total. All 10 schools represented. Westview even got one kid through. Aiden Kohlheim from, uh, he's at 120? 120. Um, Dramatic pause? Yes, 120. So everyone got one through. Um, Any other observations from from wrestling this past weekend, Steve? You want to share?
1: I don't think so. Okay.
0: That was a really dramatically played out point right there. That was fun. Um, Let's go to swimming then. I will kind of power through this. Since I was there on Saturday at the NLC Championship, boys, um, Concord fifth straight time that they've won the NLC Championship. First time any program in Concord history has won five straight conference championships, which is a little surprising. You would have thought maybe boys basketball in the in the um, late ni- eight late eighties early nineties would have maybe won five in a row, but they had some down-ish years surrounding those two state um, runner-up appearances, where usually they, they lost, you know, more than one game. Um, so, um, you know, like, boys' gymnastics won three straight titles in the 60s, but I don't know if they had a conference necessarily back then, you know. The NLC was around, but with gymnastics part of it, I don't, I don't know, don't really remember um, I'm
1: not sure about that. I knew they were a power at that time, and so was Jimtown was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't believe they were in the same conference because the Northern State Conference, which no longer exists, right. is what Jimtown was in for years.
0: Yeah. So um, they've won five in a row, which is impressive, obviously. Um, they just Their depth is what really sets them apart. They are one of the deeper teams um, in the area. Uh, obviously, in the conference. Um, Tommy Brunner had three event wins. Um, They won six events total. Um, So they are positioned to do well at sectional and then again at state. Um, Notably, though, from the event, Northwood finished second, which is impressive. Um, Joe Hahn broke two meet records, two sprint sprint races, 50 freestyle, 100 freestyle. Um, He set the 50 free time in 20.65 seconds. That's pretty fast. Um, and the 100-yard freestyle was 46.35. Um, so he's not hanging himself up well to perform in the state tournament as well. So
1: Does the Elkhart Aquatic Center seem to be f- a faster pool? I mean, you got an, that's an Olympic-style pool, but Northridge is a, quite a facility too. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's, cause, yeah, it,
1: it's the, faster. It's faster.
0: I don't know I'm if he is I guess we're gonna find out because the girls sectional is there this weekend. So if con if e, like re breaks all of the records they set last or two weeks ago, I guess we'll know that yeah, this was a pretty fast pool. So um at the NIC and I see Northern Indiana, uh Lucas Bird from Elkhart sent a hundred uh yard breaststroke record, meet record, also on the hundred freestyle. He's committed to Indiana. So, he's pretty good. Nick Hardy won the diving. Um, so, good showing for Lalkart. You know, Penn kind of runs the conference in a lot of sports, swimming being one of them. So, um, yeah. So, the, they'll be interesting. So, the boys have a couple weeks off, and then sectionals come up for them. Sectional for boys is at Concord this year, and then State. So, they go on the third weekend of February, And then the fourth weekend of February State. Girls sectionals is this week. Um, All the teams are at Elkhart, for that week cover at least, at the Elkhart Aquatic Center. Um, Like I mentioned, kind of with the boys, Concord is the favorite on the girls' side. Their depth is impressive. Um, Guawassee will have a lot of individuals that do well. Julie Mishler, Alexis Mishler, Kaya Farrington, Hayden Near. Um, Addison Beasley, they have all Chances to get out, relays Or otherwise to state um, That's that's Pretty much the storylines going into sectionals Concord probably won The team title, Wawasee Has a good chance to get a lot of Individuals through and We'll see how it goes You know, going to state For who gets to state and how many of them get to You know, Concord might win But Wawasee might qualify More for sectionals just because of well, we'll see will win more of the races, but Concord will get second place, fourth place, sixth place in a race, and get those team points to win the team sectional title. Right?
1: They may end up in the number one heat or the number two heat, but they, they're right. still moving on in, in either case.
0: Right. So um, we'll have more sectional swimming breakdown next week. Um, but yeah, pretty straightforward week in that regard for swimming. Nothing, nothing too shocking. So. Uh, let's talk about boys basketball quickly. Um, we had another NLC Friday night, and uh, we only have one undefeated team left in the NLC. That's Northwood. They took care of Warsaw, 53-36. Um, I thought f-
1: that was interesting that they had lost ten straight uh, at the Tiger Den in Warsaw. Given you know Aaron Wolf has mm-hmm. been at Northwood, it seems like forever, but he was at Warsaw before it was before he came to Northwood.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron Wolf specifically, I think he was 0 5, 0 6 in the Tiger Den. The 07, 08 year was his first year. So, yeah, they hadn't won there in a long time. Um, Cade Brenner was awesome. Again, two years in a row against Warsaw. He had 25 points, eight rebounds. Um, last year, he scored 31 points. So, that was impressive. Um, yeah, they they looked the part, um, and then they got a little help from Goshen beating Mishawaka, like we all planned. We all expected that to happen.
1: Goshen's getting good at this buzzer-beating thing.
0: They love it. They, they're two NLC <laughs> wins, both at the buzzer. So, um, go figure, right? But um, five and zero. Gage Worthman, the hero, overtime winner. Three seconds left. Not as dramatic as Deacon Hill right at the buzzer, but still dramatic. I'm sure the fans were well, equally get, given
1: excited. Given that it was already overtime and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bad loss for Mishawaka, Waka, but um, yeah. So, and then Concord, you were the game, Concord over Wawasee, 48-39. I know you've been closely following the Warriors this year, having uh, some yes. duties with, the, with them. Uh, Concord, they, they needed a win. They had lost to Warsaw last week. This was a good right-the-ship type of victory, I think, for Concord.
1: Right. They they played. What, what impressed me in that particular game was that they the, their defense. hmm I mean, they just gave uh, well, Wabasee fits on defense, and that's the way Derek Deshaun wants him to play, so he, he was happy with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and then kind of the surprise score, Plymouth fifty one, Northridge forty eight. Plymouth gets their first NLC win of the year. Northridge has lost eight in a row. They were seven and one. I wrote a nice column about them, and now they're seven and nine. So it's my fault. I apologize. Northridge nation, Raider Nation. You can just yell at me. That's fine.
1: It's the the Huff Jinx. to that 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 is, we'll, that, that we'll doesn't have that. a ring to it, does it?
0: No. Um the Huff hoax? No. <laughs> that, yeah? I don't know if I'm thinking of the right word there. Yeah. Um, the Huff hex. I hexed them. The Huff hex. Yeah, that will go with that. <laughs> Just don't say it too yeah. fast, I think. Um, so, yeah. Northwood 5-0. Um, they're ranked number one still in 3A. They play Concord on Thursday night. NLC boys games are Thursday night. Most boys games are Thursday night this week with the girls' sectionals going on Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so you'll get Northwood, Concord, Warsaw, um, Mishawaka, Goshen goes to Plymouth, and then Northridge goes to Wawasee. Ooh, excuse me. Thursday night, um, that's the NLC boys' slate for the week. Um, NECC, West Noble continues to roll. They're 14-1 overall, 7-0 and in the conference after beating Fairfield um, beat them comfortably Friday night. Once again, they're they're kind of cruising. Um, big game for them this Thursday. Westview coming to town. Westview gave them a tough game in the NECC tournament a couple weeks ago. 56-53. West Westville won. Um, it was also in league of year, so two straight trips um, for the Warriors going to the Chargers. Um, Westview is 10 and four. They're five and one in the NECC. Um, they've had almost like more than a week off now. Unfortunately, their game with Eastside was postponed Friday night due to a um, a death in the uh, Butler Eastside community. Um, very obviously, very sad news. It, it kind of broke on late Thursday night, early Friday, um, and so they decided to postpone the game. That game will now be played on February seventh, um, but. So Westview has had some time off um unfortunately, you know, obviously they would have rather have played a game and but um they will be well rested going into friday or Thursday night against West oville so um yeah, yeah, just a horrible, horrible news from coming out of Eastside I think he was twenty years old wrestling it was a wrestling assistant coach um so just really sad, just you know. Um, not much else you can really say. So Yeah,
1: that is unfortunate.
0: Um, so you might hear a loud banging. We're clearing out our entire office space right now. So if that's somehow picking up on the microphone, just know that's what you're hearing. Um, and then uh, the biggest upset of the week, Elkhart Christian beat Bethany Christian. Uh, you and I, Steve, both saw Bethany play C last week on Tuesday. Bruins got a big win. They didn't lead until the end of the game, but they got the lead. And yeah, they, they held trailed and,
1: uh, until 24 seconds to go.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, they were ranked top 10 in 1A, were maybe feeling good, and Elkhart Christian came in there and upset them. So, 44-41 Thursday night. I think there's
1: a, a rivalry there, given that there they're, is. they play each other all the time. They're in the same sectional. They're 1A schools. Yeah. And-
0: They're the the two small Christian schools from Elkhart County, so it's also like a natural rivalry there. Um, ECA then beat Oregon Davis. Bethany beat Oregon Davis also to end the week. So Bethany beat them on Friday. ECA beat them Saturday, both at Oregon Davis. That's long road trips. Um, So ECA is 5-8. Bethany Christian, they then played Monday night, and they lost to... um, Central Noble, who's pretty good, two uh, A team. They're not what they were last year, naturally, but they are right, still Right, There were a semi
1: state team. Here ago.
0: Well They won. Yeah, they almost won state. And yeah. their best player. I mean, I saw. Them, I, I covered right. the game when they played in the semi state. <clears throat> their best player is currently like a starting point guard at Wisconsin. So, like that, that affects your you know roster uh, in the next year. But um, so Bethany's twelve and six. Um, so they, they are off the rest of the week. Bethany and ECA, they were supposed to play this Thursday, but he got moved to last Thursday due to um, scheduling conflicts with Bethany Christian uh, coaches and teachers. They have to go to a convention, a teaching convention in D.C. on Friday, and they would have had to have missed the Thursday game. So they decided to move it up a week. So Bethany is off the rest of the week. Boys-wise, boys basketball. Girls basketball, not so much. They have a couple games coming up.
1: Right. So. I know some of the games, uh, because of it being sectional week for girls, um, the boys games like uh, Northridge Gymtown is an, is going to be a 11 a.m. Uh, JV start varsity mm-hmm. about 12, 12 yeah. 30, 12, 45.
0: Yeah, if that, any there's pretty, some
1: other games that I think they're like that.
0: Pretty much every boys game, every boys game on Saturday, if your team is playing on Saturday, it is like a, it starts sometime between noon and three. There you go. Basically, I know Westview plays Plymouth. We said Northridge Gym Town. Um There's a couple others that I'm just didn't look, didn't write them down. But um, if your team is playing Thursday or Saturday boys basketball, it's going to be before five o'clock at least. To let the girls' basketball get their shine on Saturday night, so um, let's talk about it. Girls' basketball sectionals have begun; they are beginning tonight in all across Indiana, um, Elkhart County, all those places. We're having them. Um, Let's let's just go in order from the biggest to the smallest here. We'll try to go through these relatively quickly. Um, Class four A, sectional four at Concord. The first game Tuesday night. That's tonight. Northridge nineteen and five versus Penn sixteen and six. North or er, Warsaw and Concord follow. Warsaw seventeen and five. Concord five and seventeen. Northridge Penn winner plays Goshen in the first semifinal Friday night. Elkhart will play the Warsaw. Concord winner in the second semifinal Championship game is Saturday At 6pm Concord going with the 6pm Saturday night start Um, Obviously the matchup Tonight Northridge Penn Jumps off the page Um, Northridge finished Ranked 19th in the final coaches poll They played earlier this year December 20th Northridge won by 12, Pulled away in the fourth quarter um, Eva Fisher at 24 points, um, but Penn beat them in the sectional last year after Northridge had beaten them in the regular season. So this will be the fourth time in two years they've played each other. Um, Penn's the defending sectional champion, and they are the champs until they are champs no more, right? So um, it's it's almost more of a mental battle as much a physical battle when it's when you're going against Penn especially like a team like Northridge who has ran into them into the postseason multiple times in the last few years.
1: Right, there's a lot of emotions running in the regular season, but that's amped up big time in the in the postseason in Penn is. I know this is a different team, and every team is a little bit different, but, you know, Christy Koniski has had a, teams makes runs in the postseason many times. Mm-hmm. So she'll have those girls mm-hmm. ready. Yeah. First, Doug Springer is...
0: He's no stranger he knows what he's to a, doing, too. Right. And it's kind of crazy to think that they have not won a sectional um, since their semi-state run. So, you know, they've, they've been painfully close a couple times in the last handful of years. My first year here when they went against Plymouth and they lost, like, a double overtime game. Last year they were beating Penn by, like, 12 in the second quarter and then let the lead get away um, – so they they've had some excruciating like first round losses semifinal losses so, like if they get past Penn this feels like they could you know maybe exercise some demons and try to move on and, and, and make a real run at this um,
1: of course they had to see Warsaw but they know Warsaw very well having played them already so. right
0: Warsaw got them by one point in Middlebury um, Warsaw beat Concord 71 to 16 two weeks ago. Um, it was 58-3 to three at halftime, so that caused a little stir on Twitter um, when that was going down. Um, Goshen, Elkhart, Elkhart, so in theory it should be Warsaw-Elkhart, semifinal Friday. Elkhart and Warsaw played a three-point game last week, and it was pretty competitive, pretty close, down to the wire, so you know Elkhart's got to feel confident they can they can give Warsaw a game maybe maybe make a couple more shots and win it um Goshen <coughs> excuse me sorry again they get if they get they haven't played Penn this year they played Northridge Eva Fisher scored a program record 37 points against Goshen that night so if you contain her maybe you got a chance Goshen is playing better Elkhart's a good team like the semifinal games, regardless of who wins the Northridge Penn game, like that game will be competitive. Warsaw Elkhart should be competitive. The final should be good. Like this is probably the best sectional, top to bottom. We have five five of the six teams are above five hundred. This should be good basketball all three nights at Concord.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's it looks to be a good one.
0: That's my analysis. I know it's very hard hitting. It's just like hey, over five hundred, they must be good. Um, two, we have two 3A sectionals that we're looking at. Uh, quickly go through 3A, sectional 19. Our lone team in this, Jimtown, great season for them, 9-13. and 13. They had really been bad the last three, four years. They have more wins this year, I believe, than the last three or four years combined. Um, shout out Shantae Williams. You were there for probably their best win when they beat Goshen at the buzzer two weeks ago. Yeah. Her daughter Justice
1: hit the hit the buzzer beater. That was uh as a situation where the two varsity games in a row were at the, I think it was on that end of the floor too. Yeah. <laughs> where, where buzzer beaters just you know, uh Sean um Hill for uh Goshie Boys makes right. one and then yeah Deacon Deacon Hill it was on yes. the other
0: end no Deacon Deacon's shot came on the other end of the oh okay that's right yeah it was two right. straight games that entire Jim had a buzzer beat, right yeah, Deacon's was that's right it yeah. was towards the Student, end where yeah where the, the students, students are at are. now yep. yeah
1: and uh they in the in the girls game uh Goshen had just gone ahead with a three pointer and then moments later uh Jim Town gets a three to win it uh Shantae Williams says she didn't call timeout, so Goshen couldn't set its mm-hmm. defense. She had a timeout to work with.
0: Yeah, so um, it's been a good season for Jimtown. All this preface, because they're playing Mishawaka Marion in the first game, who's at 19-5. and five. Navia Foster, more than 2,000 points in her career. It's going to be a tough game for the Jimmies tonight against a really good Marion team. Marion was ranked Number eight in the final three A coaches poll, um, so they're coming in with a lot of momentum. Winner of that game plays New Prairie in the second semifinal Friday night. New Prairie is thirteen and eight. The bottom half of the bracket is seven and fifteen. South Bend Clay against four and twenty South Bend St. Joe. So the blind draw, you know, doing its wonders there where a sub-500 team will be playing in the final on Saturday night.
1: If we want to tack 10 minutes on to this podcast, you can go on your riff about seeding, but we'll probably skip that this week.
0: <clears throat> we don't have to do that. No, we're good. Um, Class 3A, sectional 20 at Fairfield, five teams. First game tonight, Tuesday night, Wawasee 11-11 and versus Northwood 13-10. and Second game, the first semifinal game Friday night, twenty-two and two Fairfield versus three and nineteen West Noble. The Wawasee well we'll Northwood winner gets Lakeland, who is twelve and ten in the second semifinal. Championship game Saturday at seven P. M. Um, Fairfield number seven in the final three A coaches poll. They uh, will get West Noble again. They've played them. Two of the last three Fridays, they won 62 to 16 um, two weeks ago, and they won this past Friday 72 to 16, or sorry, 76 16. It was a lot of points to 16. Um, so Fairfield should probably make the final. The bottom half is interesting. So Northwood and Walla we'll both are candidates for surprise team of the year. Um, weren't sure what the expectations were. Both had first-year head coaches, and both have been playing very well. Um, Northwood lost to Wawasee earlier in the year, but Northwood had a couple injuries to key players when they played. So Northwood is now at full strength again. Um, It feels like Northwood, of of the other four, can give Fairfield the best game if they meet, Um, just because – Claire Payne, sophomore, similar size to Bria Garber from Fairfield, they can at least kind of neutralize each other. You know, Bria Garber is usually the biggest player on the court, and she won't be with Claire Payne being there. Right. So Claire
1: Payne, six one, six two. Mm-hmm. The, North Wallace C uh, has nothing like that. They have they have uh, speed, right? But and. uh and they're young enough that they don't know any better. I mean, they're all mostly sophomores. <laughs> right. Obviously, team is.
0: Yeah, Northwood's a very young team too. So, like, it's two teams that like, you know, they probably feel good. Like, they it's a fifty-fifty game tonight. It'll probably be a fifty-fifty game against Lakeland on Friday night too. Lakeland, good team. You know, they're twelve and ten. Had a nice year. Um, it's going to be a tall task beating Fairfield, but I think if I think Northwood just given that they have a little more size and shooting can hang with them they didn't have claire Payne when they played fairfield earlier this year too so that score was a little misleading um so
1: it depends on how much you stock you put into the comfort factor that fairfield doesn't have to get on a bus i mean playing in their own gyms right that that they might be a little right. more relaxed in that way. I
0: don't know. Right. And for the record, this is still Fairfield sectional to lose. Like, they are the best team in this sectional. They've proved it all year. Their only two losses are to good 4A teams in Columbia City and Fort Wayne Snyder. Like, this is their sectional to lose. The regional draw works out nice to them for they could win that one-game regional. Like, this is a team, Fairfield, that should be playing in the third weekend of the tournament at a semi-state somewhere against whoever. So, um, I'm just trying to give some other teams here some hope. Like, let's just try to, like, let's make this – I think it's just like, the, just like our 4A one. I think all three nights will have good basketball. I think, like, of the four games, three of them will be competitive and good. So, I, I'm just – West Noble, they've just proven now twice that they can't keep up with Fairfield. So, I don't envision that game uh, being close. Unless something happened. I mean, I'm, I've seen crazier things. I think West Noble is the defending sectional champion. For what it's worth, doesn't yeah. mean they're going to win it. Fairfield was not in three A last year, so two um, A sectional thirty five at Central Noble. Game one tonight, Tuesday night again. For those listening, maybe on another day. Westview eight and fourteen versus Churubusco five and seventeen. Game two, Central Noble number three and two A twenty one and two overall, gets one and twenty one Prairie Heights. Um, Fremont will play the winner of the Westview Churubusco game. Fremont eight and fourteen. Eastside plays Central Noble Prairie Heights winner. These are both Friday night. Eastside fifteen and eight. Championship game Saturday night. Um, it sets up nicely for Westview. They beat Cherubusco and Fremont in the regular season, um, both earlier in the season, but, you know, on paper, Westview has a nice chance to maybe make the sectional final. That's it. Yes,
1: yes, and, you know, like you said, in those other places, you know, Central Noble is obviously the the favorite there, but these are two NECC schools that are very... uh, Familiar with one another, so it gives Westview a little bit of hope. But getting, getting there, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an NECC tournament all together. It basically is, All the yeah. schools in there are NECC schools, so they all know each other well, having played each other and scouted each other yeah. extensively.
0: Having seen Central Noble play against Fairfield, obviously a much different level of competition, but if Central Noble is missing their three-point shots like they were – against Fairfield like they can be beat doesn't mean they will be beat like for Westview getting to the sectional final would be huge they're still a younger team Ryan Yoder is still trying to rebuild that program eight and 14 is a nice year so far to get two sectional wins would be huge for them and then you take your best chance against one of the state's best teams
1: it's nice to have girls boys who can hit the three-pointer and that's a nice weapon but if that goes cold you know the ability to go inside to slash to the basket the mid-range jumper which is almost extinct you know that'll work yeah. but but you get to the you get inside you maybe you get fouled and then then it becomes a free throw shooting contest which those might not be the most exciting things ever but those decide a lot of ball games
0: yeah so yeah, that's going to be an interesting... I mean, Central Noble, just like that one with Fairfield, like Central Noble is the heavy favorite. Will... They, and they're on their home court, which helps, you know, their cause as well. Um, Class 1A, sectional 51, the last one for us, at Fort Win blackhawk Christian. Five teams getting together. The Tuesday night game, Lakewood Park-Christian, 8-13 and versus Hamilton, who is and 2-11. The big one, semifinal, first semifinal... Friday night, Bethany Christian, number 7-1A, and 19-3 and three overall. Blackhawk Christian, 13-10. and 10. They play at 6 p.m. Friday. Elkhart Christian, 6-13, and 13, plays the LPC Hamilton winner. And then the championship game is Saturday night, all in Fort Wayne. Um, Bethany did beat Blackhawk earlier this year, 42-26. It was a game I went to. Uh, Bethany played a really good game. They led for basically the entire way, Um, but it's still like you know Blackhawk Christian. Like it's still a mental thing, going to their gym, trying to win on the road. Bethany has had some really tough sectional semifinal losses the last two seasons. Um, Both to Fremont. Thank God Fremont went up. I I guess they don't have to see
1: Fremont. That's
0: that's good. Um, It just yeah. I mean, this Bethany team is really good at the 1A level. I think it kind of got soured a little bit with how they played against Fairfield last week, right? Like, losing by 24, but, like, Fairfield's a really good 3A team. Like, Fairfield has a chance to be playing in Banker's Life Fieldhouse or Gainbridge, sorry, Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Um, They changed the name two years ago, and I still called it Banker's Life. Go figure. Um, I should have called the Conseco Fieldhouse actually. That's that's what I grew up on. You, to you is
1: just You didn't call it Enron. No.
0: <coughs> no. Um but yeah, um this feels like a Bethany team that can win this sectional. They are the favorite on paper. The paper game is always, you know, fun. Um if they get past Blackhawk Friday night, they are the favorite to win Saturday night. Whoever wins, honestly, Blackhawk Bethany should win Saturday night. Um, and then you're probably playing Caston in the one game regional. Caston is very good this year, too, at Caston. So um, this feels like the year for the Bruins. The good thing is Zoe Willems, Mariah Stolsphist are only juniors, so they'll both be back next year. So it feels like this is the two year window. This is it has to be done. This year or next year, like for them to make a real run at this thing.
1: Yeah, I think that that's just you know they have the they have the chance and and uh, somebody's got to break through, so why not them?
0: That's great. You should like write a narrating series or something, Steve, a motivational speaker. Someone has to break through, but why? So why not us? <laughs> I think it would be great at it. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the girls' basketball sectionals. Well, it's always going to be fun. You will be at Fairfield Tuesday and Friday night, right, Steve? That's correct. I will be at Concord both Tuesday and Friday night. Saturday to be determined because we don't know who's going to win or who's going to lose. We're guaranteed one final at Fairfield, but we could be out of teams and everywhere else by Saturday night. could be a relatively easy Saturday night. Who knows? Um, which means now we're going to have like four. So to say it out loud. Congratulations to Westview and Northridge and everyone for making it Jim will pull upsets and make it. Um, yeah. I just talked myself out of that. It's one. not about us. No, but you know we obviously dictate you know how things are going to go. So um, <clears throat> sorry again. Let's go to the Maple Leaf Minute this week. It's with Dante Stanton giving you a recap of all the Goshen College athletics. So here he is Dante Stanton.
2: Hey Michiana, it's Dante here with your Maple Leaf Minute presented by 91.1 The Globe. GC men's and women's basketball took to the home court Saturday in a pair of losing efforts against the Marion University Knights. The women were blown out 87-41, the Leafs shooting just 25% from the field in the loss. DeDre Rougeau was a bright spot, shooting 5-10 for from the field and notching 11 points. On the men's side, the Leafs started slow but generated a fierce comeback, piling up runs of 16-12 in the second half but fell just short 97-82. GC men's volleyball began their regular season on Friday, dropping their opener to Siena Heights in three sets. They were back at it again on Saturday, following Lawrence Tech 3-1. GC picked up their second set win, 25-19. Men's and women's track were on the run Saturday at the Hillsdale Wide Track Classic. The men participated in four events, Drew Hogan setting a PR in the 800-meter dash, while also finishing seventh among 35 runners. On the women's side, Maria Maldonado earned a first-place finish in the 400-meter, and Madison Axum tied the GC school record in a high jump as a team the least finished fifth of 11 teams. Both squads now look forward to the Indiana Wesleyan Midwest Classic this Saturday. That does it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more GC Athletics.
0: Thank you, Dante, for that update. Um, Maple Leaf Minute. Men's volleyball has already started. We already talked about the baseball team, kind of. And um, men's basketball finally got off the schneid. That was good to see. Um, happy for Kyle Cabs to get the win over Taylor. Um Let's talk a little national sports, Steve. NFL Super Bowl. You got an early prediction? Chiefs Eagles.
1: I think I'll go with the
0: Eagles. Mm. It's a good pick. I think I like the Eagles too. They have a. I don't.
1: Hey, I don't know why I say that, but I. I just have a feeling.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, in two Saturday or two Sundays from now. You're going to be more locked into the uh, state wrestling bracket reveal than the Super Bowl, I'm sure. So um, that's it's unfortunate that that has the Super Bowl has been pushed back a week. Now it's on that same Sunday that they do the wrestling tournament bracket. Oh, I remember gosh. watching it last year, and I'm like, this needs to hurry up. I've
1: always, I've always, not always, but a lot for years, I've said the hype. Is crazy for the Super Bowl, and I liked it when there was only a week between. But there's way too much hype to be done, plan parties to plan. I mean, I heard somebody say this past week that the the fun football part of it is the championship weekends, and then the Super Bowl is a party, and that's just the that's just gravy on top, you know. Right. So that's kind of the way it is. So so you need a full two weeks to to get ready for all that stuff. So they're never going to have one week between the, the AFC and the NFC championship games in the In the bowl,
0: yeah. Well, there have been some talk about one week in between, just because of that Bills-Bengals cancellation earlier this year with Damar Hamlin, but they decided just to call the no contest so they can have their two weeks in between. Yeah, it lets us. It lets us get hyped. You know, build the hype. Right, you're really
1: finding uh, uh, that. 15th way to tell a story as, as a writer or a, a media person by the time they get to game week. You know, you're yep. running out of angles.
0: The Kelsey brothers. So
1: let's play already.
0: The Kelsey brothers. Yeah. Andy Reid. Um, two first time in Super Bowl history, two black quarterbacks have started against each other. Those are the big three stories. He
1: almost got uh, Bengals 49ers 3.
0: Well, I'm sure Bengals <laughs> fans would have been upset given they didn't win the first two um so yeah it should be a fun super bowl um to the two top seeds the number one seeds that doesn't happen often um so eagles chiefs february 12th um rihanna the halftime show you got any thoughts about rihanna doing the halftime show steve
1: that's probably better than some of the people that they've chosen
0: that is a good answer that's that's true she is, uh, it's her first like musical appearance really in like five, six years. Sure, I mean, that's it's a big deal.
1: She, I'm not a Rihanna fan, but I don't dislike her. But some of them, have, <laughs> I could have done without them.
0: Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about um, popping up in the sports world? I got, I got to quickly, I don't mean to cut you off from my own question, but shout out the um, Elkhart Cowboys flag football team. They're going to the Pro Bowl games this week. They're going to play in the NFL Flag Championship in Las Vegas. Um, they were honored by the mayor Friday before they were. They're traveling this week. Um, they've been a flag football team for like last eighteen months or so, and they qualified to play in the national international championship in Vegas. So that's pretty cool. That the Colts is, are sponsoring their trip and everything.
1: That is cool. I know that flag football is. Uh, been a pretty big thing in Elkhart, off and on over the years, and uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's any way to get kids involved, and, and and a lot of them end up playing, you know, tackle football, but not all of them. But that's a that's an experience they're going to remember.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, um, if you want to read more about their story, go to Elkhart or <clears throat> Goshenews The Elkhart Cowboys on Goshenews There we go. I almost said ElkhartCowboys.com. That would have been... Um, maybe that's a website. I don't know. Goshenews.com. Elkhart Cowboys. Friday afternoon, we a story about them going to Vegas. Um, yeah, that's... I mean, if you have anything else to add, Steve, or we good to go, you think? I
1: think I'm good to go. I appreciate you uh, having me.
0: Yeah. We always appreciate your insight. We'll, we'll, we'll probably bring you on again, but maybe before state wrestling, if that's possible. Not... We're not committing to anything right now, but we'll throw that, throw that out there, and um, we'll always appreciate your insight during baseball season as well. So, uh, you want to plug plug the websites one more time, or uh, not one more time? We didn't do it to begin with. You want to plug the websites for everyone to where they can find your stuff at, other than GoshenNews.com.
1: Oh, IndianaRBI.com is where I write about baseball. Uh, BaseballAcrossIndiana.com is where. I'm involved too, and we have a we have a, a video podcast that we're working on season two, which will start in a few weeks. And uh, well, Indiana Matt, I write a, a weekly feature for them on wrestling during the wrestling season.
0: Indiana Matt is one of the best like resources to have during this time of the year. It's awesome.
1: Joe Caprino, who is the uh, is the 800 pound gorilla, <laughs> he's <laughs> the one that uh, started that enterprise. He will be part of the uh, pairing show for the state this week, it turns out. So you'll get to see what he looks like if you don't already uh, drop in on their podcasts and other things that they do.
0: Yeah, it's an incredible resource to have rankings, records, um, all of that. It's really appreciated. So, um,
1: It's gosh. like John Harrell for wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. John, <laughs> Yes. Um, Well, thank you, Steve, again for coming on. This has been another great edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll have everything under the sun to recap. Sectionals everywhere, regional wrestling, big NLC and NECC boys basketball games, Goshen College, baseball. Yeah, why not? Let's get it all under there. So uh, we'll be back talking all about that and then some next week.